They are the five things that you've got to get alignment and clarity on on your team if you're going to scale the results. Anybody can lead or maintain, manage a team or a group or organization for a little while and try not to screw things up. But what does it take to to really scale the results, the size of an organization, the revenue, the market share, all of that. That's what I'm breaking down in this five-part series. This is part number three, where we're going to dive into how are you measuring success this year? What should that look like if you want to rally people, get the team, the whole organization to help you scale the results? Part number three, coming up now. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Welcome in to episode 160. We've been at it for three years now on the Culture Hacks podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching executives impacting results. It's episode 160, but it's part number three. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're tracking with me there, that's kind of confusing. Of this five-part series that I'm doing around the five things that leaders have to get clarity and alignment on and around on their team or in their organization, their business unit, whatever it might be, in order to scale results. So if you haven't listened to the two episodes right before this one, I'd suggest you hit pause on this episode, go back two episodes to number 158. It will say part one in the uh in the, in the subject line, in the title line of the episode, go back, start there. So I'm going to assume that you've listened to it and I'm going to carry on from, from there on out. Okay. So here's the, here's the premise. This is what we're working on, right? Just a quick refresh reset for everybody. You as a leader are not interested in maintaining, right? You're not interested in just kind of the status quo or just kind of riding the wave of the current market growth. You want to you want to really 2x or 10x the results of the organization. The results it's putting out this year, you want to be dramatically different from the results that you're able to obtain, that your team's able to achieve in two or three years from now. So how do you do that? Well, what I'm sharing in these five episodes, this five-part series is what have I seen over the course of my career, the years that I've spent coaching executives in all kinds of different uh, industries across the world, uh, in all of that exposure, what have I observed really works for the leaders that are able to scale results? And my belief is the industry doesn't matter. The product and services you're offering don't really matter. I mean, they do, right, clearly, but that's not what I'm covering in here. Once you've got those products and services, you're already achieving success. Maybe you're a a senior executive of a company that's been around for a century, or maybe you're the owner of the company and you're 10 years in or 20 years in, but you really want to grow the results or you've just taken over. Like you've just joined this company, it's already existed for a while, and now you're really trying to grow it. Or it might just be a team. You're leading a team, you're a mid-level manager, and you want you want to really um, grow your career. And in order to do that, you've got to achieve some extraordinary results right now. Well, what, what do you need to do in order to scale? So in part one, we talked about mission. What's the purpose of your organization and your team? You got to get clarity around that and rally people around it. Part two... 
we talked about long-range target. Looking out two to three years, pick a metric. One, preferably, can be up to two or three if it needs to be. But pick one metric like revenue or membership growth or whatever it might be, market share. Pick that long-range target. Pick a number and lock it in and be talking about it all the time. Live, sleep, dream about that, right? Now, part three. Now we've got the mission. We're clear on the purpose, why we exist as an organization or a team. We know where we're headed in the next two or three years. We're working toward that number. Now, the the third item that you've got to have clarity and alignment around as a leader on a team that's going to scale is key results, annual key results. And I talk about these concepts, you all, by the way, if you want to dig in more in my book, Decide to Lead. I know many of you have read it. If you haven't, I talk about these things and tell some stories in there. I also have an online course where you can pay. I don't even know what I charge for. I think it's like 150 bucks, might be $200. I don't think it's 200 um, where you can go on and the links in the show notes and you can click on that. And I go into way more depth than I am in this podcast. You can click on that link and go watch me in this series of, I think, 15 or 20 videos where I'm teaching on my uh, my digital whiteboard here in my home office. If you want more depth, go to those places, the book or the online course. Um, otherwise, I'm gonna I'm just gonna give you the overview in, in this podcast. So so annual key results. Here's here's the challenge, you all. I want you to think about um, if you were, let's say, you were a uh, an organization that called uh, called our firm Lone Rock Consulting, and you said, "Hey, Russ, I want you to come to work for us, help us out." This happens all the time, right? We're at, in fact, I just got off the phone with. My uh, one of the, the co-founder of our firm, Jared Jones, who's a longtime friend of mine and the co-founder of our firm. We've worked together for a long time. And uh, and he was getting ready to do some some calls with a new client of ours. And and so what happens is if you were to call us and say, hey, Russell, you come to work for us. One of the things that I'd want to do is get on the phone or do a Zoom meeting or Microsoft Teams meeting or whatever one on one with five or six or ten of your direct reports. And one of the questions I would ask them is, how are we measuring success this year? Give me one, two, or three metrics that really define success for 2021 when I'm recording this or whatever year we're in, okay? And then I'm going to write down, well, what do you think happens most, <laughs> most of the time when I do those phone calls or we do those phone calls, right? If people from our firm get on the phone with direct reports of yours, what typically happens in most organizations, and I'm talking to you all, this is not an indictment of the way you lead or your organization, but what typically happens even in very wildly successful companies is um, somebody will say to that question, well, what do you mean? And I'll say, well, well, what are two or three metrics that really define success? Well, as what, what are you talking about? Like they want further clarity on that, which just think about that for a second. That's that shouldn't happen. They shouldn't be confused. And I'll say, well, like, is there a revenue target or a patient satisfaction number or safety metric or a market share or a or a profit growth? Or is there some number that you oh, and they'll go, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we really want to grow this. OK, well, what's the number we're trying to hit? And sometimes, but relatively rarely, does the person on the phone give me a specific number? That's crazy. Again, it's not an indictment of any of you or anyone else, but how do we not have clarity on the results that we're trying to achieve? And then you as the leader, we as the leaders, we we step back and we go, how come we've got people that think that they're successful because they're busy 
at work and they're getting they're getting caught up in all the blaming that's going on and all the drama in the office and all these sorts of things. Why aren't they more focused on the results, helping us achieve the results we've got to achieve? Well, maybe because they don't know what they are. Just think about that for a second. That is the environment in most organizations. I go back to my gym. I've told this story before. First year or two, I went to my gym, the one I go to now. Nobody was friendly. You walk in, they don't even make eye contact. You know how you check in your barcode or you scan in when you walk in so they know that you came in? Nobody even talks to you. Then all of a sudden, one day within the last year, everybody's friendly. Hey, welcome in. How you doing? Thanks so much. You scan the little barcode. They say, have a great workout, man. Hope it's great. On the way out, they're always friendly. Why? Guess what one of the key results is that that gym, that company started measuring. What are they measuring that would cause those employees to start being that friendly? And it's not one. It's not two. It's not the friendly, happy people that they've hired. It's everybody. How come they're all that way now? Because one of the key results they're measuring is customer satisfaction, member satisfaction. And guess what they're asking on the survey? Guess how they're measuring it? By doing surveys, sending out a survey to members every quarter or month or whatever it might be. And they're asking, do you feel like the staff is friendly? Do you feel like that? Because they figured out that if you feel like you've got a connection to the staff or they're friendly, you're going to come in more often. And if you come in more often, guess what? You're not going to cancel your membership. Why do you think Chick-fil-A is asking your name in the drive-thru. Why are they giving you more packets of ketchup than McDonald's will? Why are they? Because the metric they're measuring is customer satisfaction. You think McDonald's is measuring that? Not a chance. Do you think the, the, the places that you go that have no customer satisfaction are measuring, uh, are measuring customer service much? Do you think it's a key result for them? No. So, You've got to get clarity on key results. What are they? And here's the other challenge. A lot of times we've got too many. We're measuring 85 million things. So nobody knows which ones are most important. They're all important. And so you come to my meeting and we're updating in the leadership meeting or whatever else, or you come to a town hall and you've got 72 slides and you're showing me 42 different numbers or 420 numbers and they're all important and we clap for everything. And I'm totally confused as an employee. I'm never going to raise my hand. I'm never going to speak up, but I don't have clarity around what matters most. And so in order to scale the organization, you've got to narrow that down. You've got to narrow the key results down to three, maybe five things that we're tracking this year that are the most important results. They by themselves define success. I know you're measuring 25 things. Keep doing it. Keep putting out that spreadsheet. That's fine. Nobody's reading all the detail or they're looking at the number that matters to them. In order to get people, a group of people, whether that's 20 or 20,000, to rally and work together toward scaling specific results, you got to tell me which results you're most interested in scaling. That's your decision. That's your role as a leader to tell me that, provide clarity and alignment on that. So here's what I normally see. Here's what at our firm we normally see with organizations across industries. There's usually a revenue number. It can be a raw number, this much millions, this many billions, depending on the company, hundreds, whatever the number is. So there's a revenue number or it's a percentage. We want to grow it 20 percent 
or we want whatever it is. So there's usually a revenue or sales number, right? Then there's usually a profit margin or profit growth or something like that number. Not always, but there's there's usually one or two financial metrics that are part of a company's three or four key results that they're tracking and talking a ton about and getting everybody aligned and aware of each year. So usually one or two financial revenue profit. Then there's usually an internal number, an employee satisfaction, retention, something like that. So there's some kind of employee metric number. And then there's usually a customer satisfaction number, an NPS score, a, a net promoter score, or some kind of some kind of customer or member or patient satisfaction number. And then depending on the industry, if you get into manufacturing or um, construction or different spaces, um, energy companies, you'll have a uh, you'll have a safety metric and it will be one of the top three. So those are some of the different numbers. Usually so one or two financial numbers, then usually an internal, some kind of employee retention or recruitment or uh, employee satisfaction number, engagement number. Or, and then there's usually maybe a safety metric and usually a customer patient member satisfaction number. And you, and you just want to pick three or four of those. And then you want to have a number. It's got to be measurable. There's a number attached to it. We're currently at this number. And by the end of the year, we want to be at that number. And, and the, the, the less you can, the, the less confusing you can make that the better. So here's what I would, what, what I advocate to cut to, to clients all the time, customer status. So here are the three key results, um, sales growth number. And then there's the number, um, it might be employee engagement or people, something like that. There's some word or two that describe the category and then the metric and then patient satisfaction, customer satisfaction, what, or customer obsession, and then a number, a metric, right? So that is what the annual key results look like. They aren't goals. I hate that. I hate the word goals when it comes to company numbers, because then it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a, why, why not just call it the dream? This is the company dream. We're going to, this is our goal. We might do it. Goal, that word has so many different meanings to every different person. But results, that word, there aren't a whole lot of different definitions, right? Interpretations of that term. So I like what Andy Grove drew up at Intel years ago, decades ago. He's the inventor of the phrase key results. And I like it a ton. Key results. Google uses it. Lots of different companies use it. What are our annual key results? So we've got the mission or purpose. We know why we exist. We, we've got our long-range target. In the next two to three years, we're headed toward that metric. And then this year, these are the three things that matter most, that we've got to hit. They are our annual key results, and we've picked three of them. And then we're talking about all three of those things constantly. They're the first few slides in every quarterly town hall or big employee meeting. They're at the manager's meetings. They, they're on the agenda. They're printed on the management team weekly agenda. So I'm looking at them there. Just quick reminder, this is why we exist. This is, this is our long-range target where we're headed. And these are our annual key results. And then we're updating all employees, not just some. Like we're constantly, whether it's monthly or quarterly, we're updating the team on how are we progressing toward those key results. Where are we at now? Where do we start the year? Where do we want to be? 
Okay. Can you start to get a picture, you all, how powerful, effective you as a leader are when you've got these three things in place? I know why we exist, our mission, our purpose. We know where we're going in two to three years. This is the metric we're headed toward. And we've got three, maybe (laughs) four or five on the high end. Hopefully three, because people can remember three. It's harder for them to remember five things. And I want every employee to remember what these three key results are. So that if I were to call, if members of our team at our firm were to call your direct reports, and we did that same interview that I was talking about a few minutes ago. Hey, by the way, how do you guys define success? What, What are the metrics you're paying attention to? Oh, well, it's our three annual key results. Oh, well, what are those? Well, sales is this much. And customer satisfaction is that. And employee engagement is that. Oh, cool. Great. Well, how are you all trending? Well, we're a little bit behind on this or the last update I got last month was this or what we talked about in the manager's meeting last week was this. Oh, okay. That creates so much aligned movement, you all, in an organization. Okay, so we've got those three things. I need to wrap up. I could go on about these things forever. I could tell multiple stories. We'll save that for later. It's in the book and it's in the uh, the online course as well if you're interested in that. The links to both are in the show notes. You can swipe up or over depending on what podcast app you're using right now and you can see the links to the online course or the uh, the book. Okay, then in the next episode, this is a five-part series. Now we've done three. In the next episode, I'm gonna talk to you about the culture, climate, environment of your team we haven't gotten into that so far and we've got to do that how do you need the people on your team thinking and acting how do you need what what types of people do we hire like what 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 do we need their mentality to be what do we need them focused on what are the shifts that are needed in our current climate in our current environment or our culture of our organization because there are two levers you as a leader can pull on in order to impact results. One is strategy. And a lot of things we just talked about fall under the strategy of an organization or a team. The second lever is culture, environment, climate, whatever you want to call it. And, and in the next episode, I'm going to dive into that. So that's part number four. Hope you're all healthy. Hope you're doing well. If you've got questions or comments, you need some feedback as you're put working on these three things so far, just shoot me a direct message on LinkedIn. Some of you have already done that um, around the mission statement. It's awesome. I've got numerous dialogues going on with several of you in different uh, industries and in different parts of the world. It's, it's super cool for me to see uh, what some of you are coming up with that. So if you've got questions or you want my feedback on something, just shoot me a direct message on LinkedIn. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Are you getting my emails as well? Every week, I'm writing an article designed to strengthen your ability to lead others. Are you seeing these? If you're not, join the more than 5,000 people who are reading them. They've subscribed for free. Just go to russhill.me. Start getting those weekly leadership articles at russhill, my name, dot M-E. At that site, by the way, you can also learn more about my online courses and coaching sprints if you've got interest in that as well. Russhill.me.